Hello, listeners, and welcome to the AC Podcast. My name is Troy, and I will be your host for today's episode. But before we get into it, I got to let you know that coming up February 10th to the 11th, we will be holding the first AC conference of the year. We're calling it Branded Rethinking Identity, and early bird tickets are already available. So head over to conference.apologeticscanada.com to register today. We hope to see you there. As you know, it is 2023, but to end the year, we actually held our giving campaign where we had a goal of raising $100,000 with your support. So I am happy to let you know that we achieved our goal and then some. So thank you so much to each and every one of you who chose to partner with Apologetics Canada in 2022. We look forward to hearing from you in the new year at one of our many events as we continue to give good reasons for people to hope in Jesus as we love God and love people. And now for the episode. Well, hello, listeners. Thank you again for joining us for the AC Podcast. My name is Troy, and I'm your host for today's episode. And I'm excited to introduce you to our special guest today, Isaac David. And, you know, we're all about transparency at AC. And so I'm going to I'm just going to tell you guys now I butchered his name. It's a very simple name, (laughs) but I butchered it right off the hop. So uh, I'm just going to let it I'm just going to let that be. The start of this episode. Hey, Isaac brother. David, no, welcome it's to the all show, good, man. <laughs> Dude, it's my pleasure, man. It's not my pleasure. I'm I'm terrible with names too, so um, you know what? I you know you're I'm with you. I'm with you in this. <laughs> awesome, man. So, listeners, for those of you who don't know who uh, Isaac is, Isaac is a Christian content creator, author, and founder of Daily Disciple. Daily Disciple is a ministry dedicated to equipping people to follow Jesus daily. Isaac has been creating content around apologetics and living the Christian life since 2017. You can find him on TikTok and Instagram with the handle It's Isaac David and on YouTube by the name Daily Disciple. And I'm sure, I'm sure there's listeners here that have have come across your content. I, I know that I came across it actually before I found out who you were. So kudos to you, man. You're doing your thing and I love to see it. Dude, thank thank you, man. And uh, you know, I, I love to you know make content and and uh, you know get that out for the Lord. And that's my heart. That's my mission. So at the end of the day, you know, some people might see my stuff and they might not not know who I am. That's all good. Like that's you know just getting out the word, and uh, that's the best way to do it. Absolutely, I I think it's super cool. Um, just as we jump right in, that that social media is becoming a growing uh, tool for for the gospel. And I'd just love to know, like, what, was this kind of always in the plans for you? Like, you always wanted to be some form of content creator? Oh, man, that's a good question. Honestly, the 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 path to becoming an online content creator was a very long one. I kind of began with my friends getting into filmmaking. Ever since I became a Christian, I was really heavily involved in evangelism. That was something that God placed on my heart, and I was really passionate about. Mm-hmm. And then when my friends got into filmmaking— we kind of joined the two in our teenage years, shooting online on the street witnessing encounters. And that was the beginning for kind of so cool. my content creator journey. And uh, I was blogging at the time too, decided to take some of those blog posts to video form. And over the years, it's just been progressing, sharing what God's placing on my heart, what he's teaching me in the scripture, some things that I'm seeing that personally I have questions about. And I want to share that with others. And I think a lot of what I do engaging with just a lot of the questions, doubts, struggles that just the average everyday Christian deals with and encounters and trying to verbalize it in in a loving way. But it's like, mm. it ultimately just, I, I'm not, I'm not a highfalutin guy. I'm not one of these guys that's like <laughs> really into, you know, big theological terms. I love it in my personal study. I love getting into that stuff. But online, it's like, how can I 
bring this in a way where anybody can come across this stuff, understand it, and grow closer to Jesus. And so the path, the journey to that was really just, how can I be kind of the person that I needed when I was a teenager, when I was a young adult? And just, you know, God's been gracious in allowing me to begin on that path and continue on that path. That's so good, man. I, I love that because uh, there's something that you said there right towards the end, being the person that you needed as a teen. I think that's actually what has led me to, you know, with the music that I do, that has a big impact because I think about, man, who was the artist I needed when I was just, when I was younger? Because I grew up listening to, you know, some of the legends, uh, you know, the legends of hip hop, but I'd be remiss if I didn't say that the content at best is extremely questionable and, you know, played a, a big impression on me. So I, I love hearing that. And and I see, like you were saying, that you really started pursuing the Lord at, at 2017. Like, what was you, you became a Christian or is that when you were really like, okay, God, let's, let's do this thing. Yeah. I think, I think that kind of date marked when I decided to take my faith into the public sphere. So it was okay. really God up until that point, God was preparing me kind of, okay, you know what? I'm doing some, some in-person evangelism. I'm, I'm learning more about his word. I literally, as a teenager, I listened to podcasts all day, which I don't necessarily recommend, but I was homeschooled. <laughs> so that was part of my education, you know, okay, listening okay. to theological podcasts all day. And so I took that and, and just began, okay, God wants me to share. Let me just vulnerably share what is on my heart in this way and what God, you know, is teaching me. And ultimately it was like taking that step of realizing that you don't actually need to have it all figured out in order to share. And I think that's mm -hmm. a lot of what social media is teaching people in good ways and bad ways. But I think in a lot of good ways where people are stepping past their own pride and feeling like they need to have this all, okay, once I, once I have all my theological ducks in a row, then, then I can, then I can step out. And I totally really encourage people pour into the word, get, get, you know, figure out what you believe. This is great. Get the essentials yeah. down. But at the end of the day, if we're going to say, I'm not going to get out there and share the gospel or speak into people's lives until I have every question answered, or I, I know everything, just not going to happen. And so yeah. getting past that point for me was, okay, you know what? I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to be humble in this as much as I can to be like, I don't know everything, but I'm going to share with you anyway, what I do know. And what I do know is the gospel. What I do know is the essentials of faith. And that's what I, a lot of what I try to focus on because ultimately that's what people need to know. That's what people yeah. need to know. That's, that's really it is there's, there's an aspect of it. I think even in the apologetics world, like this is all relatively new to me as well. I grew up in a Christian home, but it didn't grow up wanting to necessarily be some deep theologian or know the depths of doctrine and really chase it down. I went to Bible college and it was all very baseline. Like I wanted to learn to be a better Christian. Um, I don't say baseline in a negative way, but I went there wanting to be a better Christian, have a better understanding of what I believe. And I guess I'll be a pastor if that's what God wanted. You know, it was that, that very atypical Bible college. I actually went to a Bible college called Nippon Bible College, Northern Saskatchewan, but I actually did two and a half years at Providence University, just outside of Winnipeg, where you're where you're currently residing in, actually. So it's it's really interesting, uh, just really seeing how how when you're vulnerable and you allow God to speak to those vulnerabilities, how how you know how much stronger you can be. But I can imagine what's it like for you because I'm sure you put out post. I mean, you're putting out posts all the time and content. What's it like trying to deal with some of the pushback or people that are wanting to challenge your theological viewpoint on something? How do you kind of operate in that space? It, it's a tricky. It's a tricky deal. I can tell you that because you need to understand kind of. 
Uh, I have categories for how I respond to people or how I take in people's feedback. There's folks that aren't Christians at all. Maybe they're just kind of hostile to it. It, Those folks, you know, uh, I appreciate those that those folks are watching, but I don't I don't have a lot to say to them. I just want them Mm -hmm. to keep watching. I want them to keep engaging like this is great. You know, you might not you might hate what I'm saying, but thank you for watching this video. There's folks that are, you know, more questioning about it and and they're maybe they're Christians and they're like, okay, I don't agree. And this is a little bit more of what you're talking about. I don't agree with what you're saying here. For me, one of the biggest things is to look back at my own my own heart and say, mm-hmm. okay, is there is there some truth to this? Like really? Yeah. And I can tell you there's been a number of times where somebody's brought up something and I and I look and I and I ask, you know, either other people in my life, I've done this too. You're getting feedback from people in kind of my circle saying, hey, is there is there some truth to this? Should I pull this video? Should I apologize for this? Wh- wh- how should I react to this? And there's been times where they say, no, no, this is good. Like stand your ground on this. This is solid stuff. And there's mm-hmm. been other times where like, you know what? You did misword that a little bit where it could have been understood in this way. And maybe that's not the best. Maybe it's not going to be helpful for people. And ultimately, that's a call where I'm like, hey, you know what? I want to be speaking the truth in love. That's my heart. That's my mission. It's never about trying to stir up outrage or can you believe yeah. this person or this group's doing that? And so if that's kind of the the feedback or the heart of what people are perceiving, then it's like, hey, I, I don't want that to be me. Um, at the end of the day, though, in terms of feedback, I think it's so important if you're creating content online that you have that accountability, that you have yeah. that group of people, because there are way too many people walking around as spiritual nomads. They're mm-hmm. not connected with the church. They don't have mentors. They don't have accountability. And I was caught up in this too. Like I, I would have said my favorite pastors and preachers online were guys that had never met me. And like, I get it having like those folks that you really admire. That's wonderful. But now I can honestly say that the teachers that mean the most in my life are the guys that know me, that the church that I go to. And that is the most important. That's where I'm spiritually fed. And that's where they can speak back in my life and say, Hey, Isaac, I saw that video you posted. Let's talk about it. And that's happened. And and it's good good. because we're growing, you know? Yeah, man, you are speaking my language. Let's go accountability man and con- connection to the church like that is so vital like i i um i have the honor of like mentoring a lot of different recording artists in the christian space and one thing i'm constantly reiterating one thing i'm constantly challenging them on is something is something very simple is does your pastor know what you do because in my circles like i'm traveling around you know i'm going to different events i'm at youth conferences i'm at speaking engagements i'm at just different events where I am presenting the gospel through music and through word and through my interactions with people. And I have learned very early on, thankfully not from my own mistakes, but the failures of others, that accountability, just knowing that someone knows where you are at pretty much all times. Like my, my pastors know my schedule, you know, my, the organization I'm, I'm with, Apologetics Canada, they know where I'm going to be. That level of accountability it gives you such a freedom, doesn't it? Like knowing oh, yeah. that you got people that have your back. Well, and and it, it protects you from when you do get that feedback, that pushback of saying, hey, maybe you're not writing this. Or maybe you're doing something wrong. It's like, well, like, let me take a look. Let me run this by people in my life. And when you get their approval, when you get this group of, of folks of wise, way, way more wise people than you, then you have that extra security knowing, okay, 
you know what, I'm going to progress. I'm going to move forward with mm. boldness as opposed to kind of cower and you're, you're well, wallowing in self-doubt. Like maybe I'm in the wrong here or maybe I'm doing something. I was like, no, let me get pour into these, uh, these folks that are in my life that want to, you know, help me out. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so good. And I think the other side of that, and this is something I'd love to, you know, mm. to get into a little bit is we're in such an era of Hollywood gospel. I like to call it kind of thing where we, we have these Christian leaders, these that have been that are in a platform in their local church or whatever it is, but then we elevate them, right? Church celebrity culture. I would love to know what that's like for you navigating it as like you have a massive following, right? For me, uh, from the beginning, I've told people and I continue to tell people that I should not be the place where you get the majority of your spiritual you know, food. <laughs> like this is not this is not what I do. This is uh, you know, and and I'm not your pastor. Um, mm. I, like, and Come I don't on, know man. you, I can't, you know? And so the fact that I just try to embody so much, like uh, just honestly, authenticity about who I am and what I, and what I do and, and what I'm like. So then when people look at me, they're like, you know what, I, this guy doesn't, he's not all he's cracked up to be. And that's okay. <laughs> like, that's not what I, I don't need to people to think that I'm some like theological wizard. And, and so yep. I'm there a hero and that kind of thing. I, I don't need that. I don't want them to think of me as more of a spiritual influence in their life than their own pastor. Mm. I, I just, that's not my goal. That's not my mission. And my heart, my hope would be that one of my videos would encourage somebody to get plugged in their own Christian community where they can be fed, where they can encourage other people, where they can serve. And so one of the sad things that I see and, and similar to kind of what you were talking about was just the idolization of social media, Christian content creators. Yes. And I recognize, man, there's been some amazing stuff happening in people's lives through social media content, especially during COVID. I, yep. I can't tell you how many people I've heard that say, I, I watched this TikTok and like God struck something in my heart and I came to the Lord and I'm like, that is amazing. That's what it's for. But I don't want you to stop there. Like, yeah. I don't want that to be kind of the prescription of you going back to that same person's TikTok page every day and being like, I got spiritually fed for today. It's like, God yeah. used that. Yeah, he did. He did. But now what does he tell you to do? Where are you going to go from there? How are you going to get more into his word? How are you going to get more into um, just honestly getting you know accountable with other believers around you to make sure you're growing make sure you know you're being discipled yeah and i think this is a big thing where as christian creators, we should be doing everything in our power to kind of dispel this this yes. celebrity that's going yes. on yeah uh, i think what you're what you're get, kind of getting at is there is that fine line right like i i love i love fashion you know i love fashion i love the arts and and but there definitely comes a point where when that becomes more of how you're defined than, you know, the, the person you're called to serve, you know, the person that like, I'm a servant of the gospel. When that becomes your, your calling card, that's a slippery slope. It, it, it could be, it could lead you into dangerous waters is what, what I hear you saying. It is challenging. It is. And it is a fine line. And I think at the end of the day, all we can do is look at ourselves. Like that's, yeah. that's how I see it. You know, I can't, I, you know, as much as I might see things online or whatever, I'm like, what can I do? How can I help the people that follow me recognize where they should be going here? Yeah. A 10, 15 second TikTok. It's like, it's not going to give you what you need, but it can yeah. be a gateway. It can be an entry point. It can be a little bit of an encouragement, even a YouTube video. It's like, this is great, but it's not the meal. So just, just stay to the course. This is good. This is all supplemental. And that that's the goal. That's the mission. Yeah. That's where. So with all the things that you're, you're, you know, you're doing online, um, are, are there, 
is there any ministry kind of things that you're doing offline? Like you're trying to like anything you're trying to do locally in Winnipeg at all or surrounding it just in general? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, something that I've gotten away from since COVID, but the heart is to kind of go back and beginning to kind of set a little bit of the foundation for it is do some street witnessing in person in Winnipeg and beginning to help maybe train some people up, get some groups going out. Um, We have a couple different places in Winnipeg that people tend to gather, at least when it's warm. And so uh, (laughs) that is a challenge. Yeah, it is a challenge. Um, ultimately it's just trying to meet people where they're at. For me, it's just, uh, I'm, I'm running kind of the ministry. So I'd love to bring other people on to help expand a little bit and do those things. Yeah. But at this point, it's like, you know, where, where I'm able to speak at this event or, you know, go do this or shoot a video for this particular event. Those are the kind of things that I, that I look to do. And so we'll see what the Lord has in the next couple months, maybe even years. So, you know, where, where, where I might take that. Yeah, I, I definitely resonate with that in a lot of ways. I mean, I'm I'm a, also a worship leader at my local church. And so between worship leading and loving on my community there, being a dad and a, hu- and a husband, it's just like, it is a lot, you know? And, and I think sometimes we, this is where I say to people is like, make sure your zeal is real because you'll get stretched, it, stretched thin so quickly. And so I was going to ask you, I was or do you have a team or is it is it just you doing all the editing all the 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 ideas for the clips is it like the one man machine yeah i mean it it is uh, i would i i've always thought about getting an editor or getting somebody uh, i say i have to say no to so many things just because this is how mm. you know i've been doing it and so the the hope is to to bring more folks on because i really do believe in what's going on here and i, yeah. I I'm excited about it. I love it, uh, but at the same time, it's it's a challenging thing because you don't want to you don't want to bring somebody in that kind of messes up what you're doing. You know, yeah, really, yeah, exactly. like you know, you want them to be on the same mindset, the same yes. you know core spirit. And yeah. uh, and there's been different folks along the way that I've worked with that have really been beneficial. And so ultimately, it's just kind of being in prayer. Hey, God, if there's something you want me to add here, something you want me to build with, you know, give me the resources to do that. Help me be attentive to that. Because I don't need to, I don't have this perception that I'm great at everything. I'm right. definitely not. <laughs> there are things that I really struggle at and I and I really suck at. Like editing, I'm, I'm okay with editing what I do edit, but if I'm pushed out of that boundary, I'm mm. really bad. And so there are certain things that I would love to do in the future that I just don't have the time or effort or or capability or skill or talent to do at this point. So we'll see. We'll see what God can do with that. I because I'm, yeah. I'm I'm continually stretched. Yeah. So I w- I would love to know if like so say within the next year or so you, a team comes in, you find an editor, you find some people. What are some things that you on your dream board a little bit that you're like God? I would really love to be able to do that. Oh man, there's too many. There's too many. <laughs> yeah, I began my 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 film uh, like my content creator career doing yeah. films, short films. Mm, that okay. is something that I love. I have a lot of people around me that love filmmaking and I just think that is something that is so neglected in the Christian yep. community in a lot yep. of ways is narrative storytelling. I think yep. we have a lot of facts, we don't have a lot of story. And so That's good, man. That's yep. one of the things that I'm interested in bringing art back in that context would be mm-hmm. so, so fun, but it's not the most marketable thing. Sure. You know, a quick clip is going to get more views, more more attention than 
a narrative story. Um, but th- that's something that I'm passionate about. Ultimately, like a documentary or something like that, it would be it would be very fun to do. I love you know going to different places, interviewing people, doing those kind of stories, and and you can intertwine a story through that as well. Something that God's really placed on my heart over the last maybe six months or so is I would love to. Maybe this is kind of years down the road wilderness retreats and that might sound totally out of the the ballpark but to me i think mentorship and i think especially men friendships are just so neglected and often stigmatized in a weird way where they're either i don't know like there needs to be when they exist if there's depth there then it's perceived as something something like weird and when there's not depth you know, it's just like, it, it's so empty to me. And so I want to just bring back this idea of saying, hey, we can be close. Like we should be close. We should be asking about each other's lives. We should yep. be in each other's lives. And that's something that I try to maintain with the, the male friendships in my life. And I just yep. want to pass that on too to like younger guys to be like, your male relationships don't need to just be about sports or about, <laughs> you know, whatever, you know, like just yep, meaningless yep. things, really, uh, like, they can be deep. And, yes. uh, and so that's one of the things that I'm excited about. We'll see what we'll see what happens with man, I'm right. I'm right with you. This is, this is so exciting to me, because this is one of the many reasons I love doing, you know, doing it, different interviews or traveling and seeing what God is doing. Sure, globally, but specifically within Canada, because, you know, it's one Holy Spirit. And he's trying to speak to a generation and and he's trying and I believe he may be saying different specific things, but I really believe that there's certain aspects for t- moments in culture and time where he's like, who is gonna listen? And biblical masculinity, man, that's that's major because the the, the Andrew Tates of the world, these different people, like there is like a, a legitimate toxic masculinity. Now there's some things that I think are cherry-picked and aren't actually toxic. You just don't like dudes, and that's fine. <laughs> like I can't change that for you, but there definitely is another side of it. It's like, how do we love each other biblically well? Oh, absolutely. And I I think there's something to that as well, not to go on a total tangent, but the fact that so many people were drawn to somebody like Andrew Tate, and you can recognize there's something that's speaking at a man's soul that says, there's something more than what I'm given by the culture. And what I think tends to happen with their culture is they recognize a problem, but they kind of go into the other ditch. (laughs) And I think us, we as Christians, people of the book, we got to be like, hey, you recognize this problem? Yes, that is a problem. Yeah, we see but it But instead too. of going all the way over here, we got to find what, what does God say about this? What kind of purpose does he give men? Where where can we find, you know, biblical responsibility and what meaning does that bring to our lives? And the the idea of being protectors and providers and, and leaders and what kind of meaning does that bring to a lonely guy's life that is only kind of brought back to life by pornography or instant gratification? Like, where can we direct these guys? Because honestly, and this is something that I'm kind of looking to go into the next little while with some of my content is there are a lot of, and I hone into the guys because I'm a guy, so I can speak to them a little bit easier, but it's like, where do we go with these lonely guys? Where do we go with yeah. these guys that are just hopeless? Because there's a lot of hopeless guys out there. And I get it. I totally get it. With the, yeah. what the world is preaching, with how you know society and culture is built, it's it can be depressing. But I think yeah. there's great joy and there's great hope in what God is inviting us into, and that's what I want to invite guys into. Yeah, man. It, it reminds me. I don't, and I'm not sure if you you saw this video, but it was. It reminds me a lot of kind of what Jordan Peterson, um, who is you know the big influence that he is in culture in many many ways. But I remember he 
he created it that YouTube video that it was, was his letter to the Christian church. And we're not going to get into all the things I disagreed with or whatever, but there was a point to be said that, like you're saying, there is this demographic of men that feel like the scum of the earth, that feel overlooked, feel like they can't get it right. And the church has a major role in seeing them restored and seeing them understanding their value in the eyes of God. And I think this is where social media it has taken such a turn for people because social media can sometimes create this idea of being like a demigod, right? Where if I post something, immediately I get responses from people. I get requests from people. I get attention from people. And it's so, so vital, especially as a believer, to recognize that early on so that it becomes something for the glory of God rather than something that draws people to yourself. Because I'm sure, and I'm sure you understand this, that even as a Christian influencer, I can draw people to me and away from the gospel, actually, and away from personal relationship with Jesus. And like you, you were saying earlier, that that danger is that I become their main source. And I guess it's also something that you can't necessarily control, but you can do your part in pointing them in the right direction. You know, the, the challenging thing, I think, for a lot of folks that have platforms, and you can testify to this too, I'm sure, is that you can identify within yourself certain needs that you have. You you need to need mm. to be loved, the need for approval. You you want to you want your soul to be filled in a lot of these ways. And when you look to social media as a quick gateway to receiving that kind of approval, that affirmation, that love that that you need, maybe you're not getting other places, it's tempting. It's really tempting because I, yeah. I can recognize on many occasions in especially in years past where Maybe I wasn't feeling too hot about my life and I'd think, well, I can post something on Instagram or I got this great video coming yeah, out yeah, and yeah. I know there's going to be comments on that and I know it's going to make me you know, more confident in myself or make me feel better about myself. And it's the same thing that we're just looking for that quick fix. And, it's, and yeah. for, for me, it's, it's been challenging to, to look within and say, okay, wow, there's some real brokenness here and there's a lot of things that need healing, uh, a lot having to do mm. with the feeling of just rejection, feeling rejected by people mm -hmm. or the world or, you know, and not feeling the love that I feel like I should. And then going to this other place and it's like, God, can you meet me in the midst of that? Can you meet me each day in the midst of that yeah. and, and show me how you love me, how you accept me, not because I'm good, not because I'm amazing, but because uh, you saved me and now I'm your child. And that's something that I can get excited about and, and rest in. And ultimately too, it's, it's seeing the other means of God bringing love and acceptance and, and just uh, connection and, and belonging in our life with, with community and that kind of thing. I just find so much yeah. peace and rest in that. And I think that's so important for Christian creators to not, to not be in this constant state of wandering where they need to look to, to the online space for their connection, for their belonging, but they can yeah. look to real connection in person and through Christ ultimately being their primary belonging and connection. We can't forsake the human experience, right? I mean, scripture is so explicit, you know, don't forsake the gathering of the saints. And as much as that is our churches, it's also like our our friendships. We we cannot isolate ourselves. You know, this is the this is the whole parable of the 99, right? Like you you wander off alone trying to satisfy your curiosity. You're you're at the mercy of culture. You're at the mercy of the enemy's attacks. And it's not to say that there's not people that want to protect and counsel and 
and govern. But it's this idea, like, I mean, there, there's sometimes nothing you can do about that. But I can tell that you love, you really love people. And that's one of the ethos of, of Apologetics Canada is like, love God, love people. Dude, that is, that is encouraging. You know, and one of the challenging things when I first got into like a little bit more of reaction content was seeing a lot of the reaction content out there was just very bombastic and it, let yeah. me just yeah. dunk on this guy. And like, I get it, you know, and I'm not saying that there isn't a place to be like, Hey, this is ridiculous. And like, let's just sit in that for a second. And okay. But ultimately like for me, it's been a learning process because God had to work on my heart too. And just, Hey, how am I like responding to this? Like in my own, like, am I, am I moved to, you know, holy anger? And then what comes mm. after that? Like, is it just going to yeah. stew in this? Like the world's a terrible place, man. What are these people doing? <laughs> or is it like, Hey, like, how can I use this to speak truth into somebody's life in love? And yeah. if they were, if somebody maybe that watched the initial video, they were like, yeah, this is good. How can I be like a, maybe a second voice and say, Hey, like, okay, I get you kind of agree with what was going on here, but, or what was being said, like, let's walk through it for a little bit and hear from the Bible. And that's my heart. That's my goal. Yeah. Like ideally, if it would be like somebody that kind of was on, on the other side or, or wasn't a Christian and they would watch my, my videos, they wouldn't feel like they were being attacked. But rather that they would just, you know, if they're offended by the words of scripture, I, I'm not going to do anything about that. That's, that's, you got to talk yeah. to God on that one. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but don't be offended by, by who, who I am or, or my mannerisms or, you know, my attitude towards it, because I, I, I just want to get out of the way. That, that's the best yeah. like thing I could do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I get that for sure. I want to take this in just a little bit of another direction as we're sort of coming to a close, but I just love to hear about your time in Israel. I, I saw that you got to go to Israel with an organization and I was just, man, I've always wanted to go to Israel. So I was just like watching, like, that's so cool. He's in the River Jordan. That's so amazing. The Sea of Galilee. Like I was losing my mind watching that man and literally living vicariously through you. So thank you for, for vlogging that. Um, but I just love to hear about that experience. What was, how did that come about? What was that like? It was unbelievable, man. And, uh, you know, I had initially got contacted. So a while back, I had seen this podcast go on and there was this guy in the podcast named Nate Bazolik. He was one of the guests on the podcast and he was talking about how he'd come to faith and talking about modern Christianity and how it's kind of diverted from biblical Christianity. I was so impressed by it. I made a little video about it talking about, hey, this guy's got some good stuff. Like, this is a great word. And he ended up following me from that. And you know how social media works where you, you end up becoming kind of distant friends a little bit, one one or yeah. two texts. But a, a couple of years later, he literally like texts me. He's like, Isaac, do you want to go to Israel with me? And I was like, well, you know, what? who am I to say no to that? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I thought it was, I was like so confused for so long. But eventually we found out that he had kind of partnered with this um, organization in Israel that would kind of get a couple of us content creators. There were five or six of us that, headed out there. And it was unbelievable, man. I have not done very much traveling in my life. To be honest, it's been head down, making videos, making content for the last five, six years. And so yeah. it was really wonderful to get out there. And ultimately, it was just so meaningful to see like the places where Jesus was. And not only that, but so much biblical history just is just yeah. intertwined with every spot there. One of the one of the most mind blowing things for me was realizing that people just conduct their everyday lives in these very 
you know, monumental places. It's just like for yeah, me right. living in Canada, I'm like, yeah, I'm walking down the streets of Winnipeg. It's like, what happened there? <laughs> nothing much, you know, nothing yeah. really of significance. But these folks in Jerusalem are walking by these places. And I'm like, do you recognize what, what, what happened here? Ultimately, from my faith, there are different things that happen in, in your life and in, in years of your life that just kind of give you that boost that God kind of mm. just puts in your life to just give you that extra like fuel. And yeah. I think in a lot of ways, he could see that I was growing a little weary. It had been a mm. long season of just kind of, you know, ever since COVID, just kind of head to the plow going, you know, full force. And I loved it. But there gets to a point where it's like, okay, God, like I, I need a little help here. And, yeah. you know, and he gives you blessings like that. And I was just so blessed to be able to tour with those guys, um, fellow content creators and learn from them. And yeah, it was, it was meaningful. There's something you said there that's, that I think all believers, um, whether we're in a ministry that's a tie, tied to an organization or our day-to-day ministry, it's, I love the, you know, the passage says, do not grow weary in well-doing. and that is that can be so so tough and i think it's those moments where you really got to intentionally let the lord breathe on those situations right i mean because he'll honor the head down right he'll honor the the working the 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 diligently ser- serving and seeking him in in the things that you're doing but it's it's uh, this is one of the things i love the most about the lord is that real rest that comes from from serving him faithfully you know, one of the things that I thought of as a kid, and I heard somebody say it again um, recently, was I, I just try to find something that I could work hard at. That's so much of your life as a teenager and just finding something that you can work hard at. And when it aligns with, you know, God's mission for you and you're like, hey, like this is amazing. And just recognizing ultimately too how short our lives are. I'm just recognizing that more and more. Man, you know, we need to recognize too that we need to be running on the right fuel. Mm. I've been learning that the fuel that I had been running on or kind of it's it's a battle, it's a struggle, but in a lot of ways if we're running on this fuel of trying to get, you know, approval or oh, I'm going to do this for God so he loves me and 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 these kind of lies that we put in our brain that this is going to be why we're working so hard, we're going to get burnt out. Like that's yeah. just going to happen. But if you're doing it for the reason of, of love, of overflowing. God loved me first. Therefore, I, I want to love others and I want to love him and everything that I do. Not saying you won't get tired, you will, but at least you're running on a sustainable fuel. And I yeah. think that is something that's just put in my mind again and again, run on the right fuel. Run on the right fuel. That's, that's a quotable, man. That's, that's really good. Check what is fueling your desires and your passions. That is that's across the board. I, I can resonate mm-hmm. that heavily as an artist, man. Like Spotify raps come out and everyone shares their stats and it's beautiful. And I love seeing my own growth and progression, but having to not only remind myself, but others, these are not the defining factor as to whether or not you are um, being obedient to what God has called you to. I've, I've said this before and I had someone say to me, they're like, how do you know, Troy, that you being a successful artist is actually what the Lord is desiring for you. You can be running very well and strong in the wrong direction. And I was like, whoa, like that hit me so hard. I was like, are you, wait a minute, you know? And it was just this reality, this gut check for me. I'm like, is this solely Deo Gloria? Like, is this to the glory of God alone? Okay. 
And it just that reevaluation, that reorientation, man, just shifted things dramatically. And I, 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 again, I say I'm so, I'm so grateful for for people like yourself who are constantly looking to be that reflection and, in a lot of ways, shedding a, a really bright light in a very naturally dark platform and system, right? Like the, it used to be the back end of social media. Now it's in the search bar. Now it's, you know what I mean? Like it's, you don't have to look hard anymore. And that's just wild. So thank you again. <laughs> Dude, you know, what you had said made me think of something. I, I, a eureka moment was for me when I realized that the goal wasn't necessarily like that. The, the fact that I could get a video with lots of views, but that wouldn't really impact somebody's life. Like that wasn't the goal. That wasn't the, what I was working towards. And it wasn't, it didn't really click for me till I met somebody in person that had watched one of my videos and they told me which video it was. And it was a video that I thought wasn't very good because it didn't get very many views. And I remember thinking like, it was like that video. It was like, that was the one Been that there, like, man. Yeah. really did it for you. Like she, and I was like, okay, well, this changed my whole mindset. Now I'm like, okay, my goal is here to, to help people, to change people's lives through, through the gospel, through God's word. And ultimately, if it doesn't get as many views, like that's not what I'm working for anyway. And as we think about going into this dark place, it's like, yeah, I, I, I know lots of different strategies, strategies and tricks to get your views, but ultimately are, are people's, you know, lives are going to be impacted by that. And I think that's where I like, personally, I just need to take a look in the mirror. It's like, what, what am I striving for here? Am I striving for views? Am I striving for followers? Am I striving to make a long lasting impact for the kingdom of God? And I think all of us need to ask ourselves that question on a daily basis because it really does impact exactly how we live our lives. Like it really does. That's so good, man. It's it's funny. I was I was gonna ask you as we're wrapping up here. I'm like, man, what would you say to the 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 young content creator, the young YouTuber who wants to do what you know, use their platform for God, whether it's doing something a lot of what you're doing where you're dissecting scripture or um responding to a cultural narrative. You you hit the nail on the head. I want to invite you, if you have any closing remarks, to really understand where your heart may be at in, in the realm of social media. You can yeah. take this moment if you'd like. You know, I think in general, it's about comparison. I, I've just been struggling with this personally for a long time. And I think whether you're creating content or you're consuming content, if you're on the in the space of social media, you need to watch your heart to recognize that not everybody is given the same mission. Not everybody is given the same influence. Not everybody is given the same passions or skills or talents. And that's okay. That doesn't mean that you're less just because somebody else has a couple more followers than you. And I've had to recognize this too. It's like I'm mm -hmm. comparing myself against other people and I'm realizing what is my heart doing in this? I want to, my heart wants to be the best, wants to be, but how, how can I give that to God? How can I say, God, okay, you know what? I, I don't need to be all that maybe I want to be, or I want to be this other person. I just want to be yours. I just want to be yours and I want to be used for yeah. you. And uh, I, I, you made me how you made me. I want to steward that. I want to steward the influence that I have right now, right here and now for your glory. And I don't want to get consumed in somebody else's mission where I forget about my own. I don't want to get so caught up in comparison mm. that I lose all of my creativity because God wants to use that. And, mm. and that's what I'm feeling in my heart right now. Like that's what God's working on me. And so if you guys are making content, you guys consuming content, just don't get lost in the trap. Recognize 
who your God is and what he says about you. And that's where you need to be. Amen. Amen, man. So good. Um, I'd love to keep you on, man. We got, I, I feel like I could continue a conversation with you for a long time. I'm, uh, I've really enjoyed our conversation. Um, but if, if people wanted to connect with you, if they wanted to support you or um, just get in touch with you in general, how would they go about doing that? Yeah, man, dude, it's been a pleasure to be on with you too. I feel like we, we could chat for a couple more hours, maybe do a Joe yeah. Rogan style three or four hour podcast sometime. <laughs> yeah. um, no, but seriously, I I'd appreciate it. You know, and if anybody's interested in what I got going on, wants to connect with, um, the content that I make and the mission that I have, they can feel free to you know, follow me on Instagram or TikTok. If you if, probably don't have TikTok, like I recommend people to not get TikTok it's, it's a dark place. So that's one of those, like when Jesus says go into all the world and preach the gospel, that's like all the world, like that's on the other yeah. side. And so, yeah. um, but you can follow me at it's Isaac David and then on YouTube where I do some longer form content there, um, daily disciple. And I just, you know, if you, if you want to join in, see what's going on, there are people that support me on a monthly basis on Patreon. And those are the folks that really enable me to do what I do. And uh, people ask me all the time, it's like, hey, how are you able to do this? How are you able to dedicate this much time to, to work on this stuff? And I'm like, it's just like a missionary, you know, it's like people support me and, and that's how it goes, man. Yep. And, uh, and I'm excited. I, I love those guys. So, um, yeah, I'd love to see you guys over there taking the content. And if you're blessed by it, feel free to, to support. Well, thank you again, Isaac, so much for for joining us on the AC Podcast. Listeners, the AC Podcast is a ministry of Apologetics Canada. So like a good YouTuber, make sure you like and subscribe. And uh, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us at info at apologeticscanada.com. Again, please get in touch with Isaac. If you feel it in your heart that you want to support the ministry that he has going on, please do that. But until next time, as always, love God, love people. Bye for now.